0: Hello and welcome to Friday, July 31st edition of the daily Come On Now MMA podcast. I am your host, Trent Reinsmith, and let's get things started. So the UFC is back in Vegas this weekend at the Apex for a series of events starting off with UFC on ESPN Plus 31. In the main event of that, we have Derek Brunson and Edmund Shabazian in a middleweight fight That pretty interesting. Uh, Brunson hasn't lost to anyone but the top middleweights in the UFC. Shabazian hasn't lost at all. So what we're looking at here is more or less a fight to get Shabazian into competing against maybe the top five if he wins and Brunson trying to prevent becoming a gatekeeper in the middleweight division Shabazzian's 22 Brunson's 36 so it's it's a good fight um, at a good time but I don't know how Brunson's going to deal with this because his tendency to lead with his chin and get his his body so far off in front of his legs against the finisher never bodes well for him. Um, but this is, you know, at thirty six and being near the top of the division for a while, you don't want to be that guy that loses to a twenty two year old upstart. And then gets relegated to uh, gatekeeper status at that point. So maybe the stakes being what they are for Brunson can keep him from doing his... uh, Keep him from uh, attacking with so much aggression that he sets himself up for failure. So... uh, It's going to be an interesting fight, to say the least. And my prediction is Shabazzian by stoppage. Just because of Brunson's style, I don't know if he will be able to keep from being aggressive and costing himself uh, another fight. So we shall see about that. So with the UFC returning to the apex in vegas they have added some steps to the COVID 19 protocol and i'm i have to say i'm happy with these additions and here's what the additions are Uh, the fighters and their corners have to get tested before they leave their homes to travel to vegas and they have to produce, obviously, a negative test before they travel. That's a fantastic addition. It worked well for Fight Island fights. It it should work well with Vegas. I didn't hear of any positive tests before the this step was added to these fighters traveling. So... Then again, this story came out on yesterday, so I don't know if this is in full effect yet because I would assume the fighters that are competing this weekend were already in Vegas when this story came out on Yahoo, so I have some questions there. But it's a great addition, and it should have been in place from the start because... Once you get a a fighter with, if a fighter, if anyone gets a positive test and they're already in the hotel, that could, uh, that could be a big, big issue if, if it doesn't get caught early and there was, and there was a potential for infection. So that's a great addition and I'm happy with that. Another good addition is that the initial test is going to be done in a tent outside the hotel, I believe, which is very smart. Um, I know someone who is a, a nurse in Los Angeles, and they are testing in this same kind of environment. the The COVID nineteen uh, medical team there at the hospital she works at, um, they're doing the tests outside of the hospital in, in tents, and they have that whole thing set up there. So. This is a very good idea, but the thing to watch here is if once the test is completed, they're going to go with some, I'm going to assume, into the hotel to quarantine until the test comes back negative. So, the important part, the movement from the test site in the tent into the hotel needs to be 100% controlled and have to ha- and it has to have 100% adherence to the mask policy. And so if anyone goes in with a mask not on or a mask just over their mouth and not over their nose, that's a big issue. So that's something to keep an eye on there. But again, these are good solid additions if they're adhered to and if they're re- regulated, and 100 percent, one slip up, and the whole thing could be just shot down the tubes. What I still don't like is that there is no follow up here again, uh, just like there was no follow up in and at, at any at any UFC events so far, and that includes the Fight Island. There's no quarantine for two weeks after the fighters and their teams return home and there's no test after that quarantine and we know the fighters and teams that return to New Zealand and Australia and Canada, all areas which have much lower COVID-19 numbers than America, required a two-week quarantine and a test before they could re- those fighters and team could return to their uh, to their homes. So I don't I don't know why we're not doing that in the in the United States where the cases and deaths continue to climb. And this again makes me feel like the UFC's priority is put the fights on. And anything after that, well, that's not on them. It's a disappointing move again. And I don't think, I I don't have any faith that it's ever going to get added. So I'm still going to bring it up every chance I get because I think it's an important part of the COVID-19 protocol. And I think it's the final piece that is missing so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, the UFC adds that adds that last step. But I'm, again, not not counting on it. The UFC official that was interviewed for the COVID nineteen story on, on on Yahoo was uh, UFC Chief Operating Officer Lawrence Epstein, and I just want to bring this up because this irks me because we know this part is not true now i i will praise epstein for adding these if he was part of this adding the steps to the protocol but i i don't like the fact that in the same story we have blatant lies verifiable lies About the safety protocol and the verifiable lie is this Uh, so they mentioned that 2632 tests were administered in Abu Dhabi and zero positive test results they had some positive tests before the travel but none on Fight Island which great I'm uh, ecstatic about that what I'm not ecstatic about is this part and this is a quote once we got on the fight island, we were in a true bubble. I believe it's the only bubble, the only true bubble that's been created to date. You couldn't leave. If you did leave, you weren't allowed to come back in. All the staff was that working. All the staff that was working at the hotels, the restaurants, and at the events, they had already quarantined on the island for up to a month, and were being regu- rigorously tested during this period of time that they were on the island. So the verif- verifiable lie is. You couldn't leave because we have a video of Dana White Matt Sarah Michael Bisping out of the bubble and then the next part you weren't allowed to come back in all three came back in immediately after they were out they were not quarantined which they should have been because they left the bubble You leave the bubble, best practices, you quarantine for two weeks, and then you get tested. That didn't happen. They left the bubble, they came back in. They might have got tested, but if they had been infected, and I'm hoping they weren't, but if they had been infected, they wouldn't have known for a couple weeks. So leaving and coming back on the same day, is terrible best terrible protocol it ignores best practices and to say differently and try and tell us differently is just bullshit because we saw it it was on video Dana White was asked about it and he didn't mention anything about quarantine so come on if you if you if we're gonna see it if we're gonna see it done don't don't lie to us it's just it's silly because we know it's a lie so the, these are the reasons that we have problems with the UFC and its safety protocol because it ignores parts of it everyone's got to ma- wear a mask not Dana White why not that's a, it, it sets a bad example It ignores the protocol for one man just because he's hard-headed. It's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. All you have to do is wear a mask. It's not that hard. And if you can't, don't go to the events. Simple. So anyway... We're getting lied to here by the CEO of the of the UFC. Okay, I just noticed something in these stories between Yahoo Sports and CNN that pertaining to the number of COVID nineteen tests that were administered on Fight Island. So the Yahoo story from Kevin Ioli says. 2,632 tests administered in Abu Dhabi with zero positive test results. And that's not a quote. That's just a number from Ioli's reporting. And then Dana White on CNN said, and this is a quote, zero zero positives on the island, 12,500 tests, 100 athletes, four title fights. So... That's a 10,000, almost a 10,000 test difference in reporting on the numbers there. And that is, that's big. That's a big number to be off by. So I would really like to know which number it is. And hopefully that can get sorted out because that's a, that's a giant difference between the number of tests and this this next thing ties back to what Epstein said in his in his interview with ioli that about the bubble and, and you couldn't leave and uh, if you did leave you couldn't get back in and so in white's story to cnn he says one thing i can tell everybody this isn't going to work outside of a bubble you've got to have the bubble you have to put people in lockdown people can't be sneaking out people can't go home you know in abu dhabi the people who work with the ufc i haven't seen they haven't seen their families in 2 months again white himself and matt sarah and michael bisping left the bubble they had approval but they still should have been quarantined it's dumb to try and tell us different. It's a lie. It's a verifiable lie. We know they left. We also know that in, at least in Florida, that people left the hotel to train, to run, to work out, to eat. They left the, uh, the bubble there. I don't know about Vegas. We'll have to pay attention to see how things work and see and watch the videos because no one's going to... The people that are there have not really been reporting to the extent that they probably should or could. And I understand why. I just don't like it. But... So we'll have to watch from afar to see if that's adhered to. But white... (laughs) White saying this and then doing just the opposite is so ridiculous. Just so ridiculous. UFC 252 is fast approaching. It's going to be held on August 15th in at the UFC Apex in Vegas. And it's kind of concerning that there are only four official fights on the card so far. So in two weeks you have a pay-per-view card coming up and four announced fights. And I said this before and I will say it again and it bothers me to no end. You want this sport to be a professional sport yet the people that are organizing these fights, the people that are bragging that they're doing these fights to keep the fighters busy and saying how how many of these fighters just want to fight, have only four fights booked for a card, a pay-per-view card that's two weeks away. If all these fighters were allegedly knocking down the door to, to compete, Then what's the problem of filling up a card and giving these fighters a real chance to have a camp? And again, I will stress this. The UFC is not putting these fights on for anyone but the UFC. Well, I'm sorry. The UFC is not putting these fights on for anyone but the UFC and Endeavor. You can't make me believe otherwise because... If it was for the fighters, it would give them a chance to train, cut weight healthy and proper. Not that you can cut weight healthy. Cut weight properly and prepare. That's not happening here. With two weeks out of a pay-per-view, you get a week worth of training and then a week on the site. That's not preparation time. That's weight cutting time. So you're going to have fighters. All they're doing, rolling into a pay-per-view, is cutting weight in their preparation that's not professional it's not professional of the UFC it can't expect the best possible fights because of this but yet it expects people to fork over hard-earned cash when they might not be working or they might not be working as much as they were if you want people to do that then provide them with an event that is going to be up to standard This is risking health and safety. So the UFC will brag that it's going above and beyond on its testing protocol. Meanwhile, it's throwing fighters into a cage with uh, accelerated weight cutting and no chance to really train and prepare for these fights. You can't have it both ways. You're either going above and beyond or you're not. And these short notice fights, for the majority of the fights on a card, you're not going above and beyond. And and to say otherwise, again, a lie. So there was a, I don't know if it was a mistake, but there was a way to access the individual rankings of the UFC rankings committee uh, a few weeks ago. Someone put it on Twitter that that was available. So I did a, a long uh, research project, more or less, on the Come On Now newsletter, looking at the, the movements in the rankings by each individual that was that's on the rankings committee. And the week after I, I published that, And the week two weeks after it was announced that it was available to be looked at that that was closed up so we no longer once again have access to the individual rankings committee members uh rankings which is a is a damn shame because the way these rankings are we need some type of transparency and here is the reason why the lightweight rankings did not change at the top three so you have Gaethje number one because he's the interim champ Uh, Dustin Poirier number two Tony Ferguson number three last week Dan Hooker was number four but this week Dan Hooker's number five and moving up one place to, uh, to bump Hooker down is the retired conor mcgregor so come on how do do these things happen you have someone who is allegedly retired who the ufc have has left on the on the rankings to be picked which shouldn't be and he hasn't fought for quite a while but yet he's moving up one spot. Don't get it. Don't get it, and I wish I could see how the individual rankings committee members picked because I'd like to see who moved him up. Oh, and it happened here in Featherweight too. Brian Ortega, who has not fought. When's the last time Ortega fought? Let me look this up. Brian Ortega's last fight was in 2018, and he moved up one spot, pushing Zabit down one spot. I don't get this at all. We really need to have some transparency in these rankings. I don't get it. But we don't have it. And so all we can do is address it and hope against hope that someone will try and justify it knowing that full well that they will not. Okay. And with that, I'm going to call it a night here before I go insane. I have some ideas. I might do a once a week non-MMA podcast or I might add some other things onto the end of these daily MMA podcasts that are not related to MMA, um, just to change things up a little bit, see if that's uh, of interest to anyone, I'm, I'm unsure what I'm going to do there, so maybe I'll do another podcast tomorrow that's a little different, I Have I have a bunch of notes on things that I'd like to talk about. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to a- add these things to the end of the daily, like I said, or do a, do a secondary, non-MMA kind of thing. But I'll think on it, see what happens. Maybe I'll do nothing because, you know, low ambition. But we'll see. The idea is in there floating around in, uh, in my peanut-sized brain. Anyway. Uh, it's, uh, that's that's uh, a that's it for tonight. And stay safe. Maybe I'll be back tomorrow or maybe I'll be back Monday. But I'll be back. Stay safe. Have a good weekend.